You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW and 106.1 KZCC Conroe and worldwide on the IRLoneStar.com. Thanks for checking out this podcast on Lone Star Community Radio. If you like this show or other shows on Lone Star Community Radio, make sure to subscribe them on YouTube and iTunes and also Google Play. Uh, if you have any questions about sponsorships or being a guest on these kind of shows, make sure you email me. I'm the station manager. Hi, my name is Dick, and you can email me at D-I-C-K at IRLoneStar.com or you can call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Just want to let you know we're here to support Montgomery County, and I hope you enjoy the show. Good morning, Montgomery County. We are drive-timing it with Ezra Charles in the works with some Texas boogie-woogie. And it is Friday. What does that mean to you? That means you're going to be sad because this is the last day for five days or four days you get to listen to me. Okay, maybe not. Hey, man, it's Friday, and we've got a great show today. We have a great opportunity to get to know a great individual and find out if you all should get out and support this great individual or support somebody else. See, that's your choice. I'm not Sean Penn. I'm not Ashley Judd. You know, I'm not some of those other fake little Facebook profiles out there that are going to try to tell you, you, you got to support this one or that one or else I don't like you. Hey, it's a free country. And I think everybody just needs to get involved in the election process. And that's what we're doing. This show is not only about the election process and the elected official process, but it is so important. And voter apathy in America and even here in Montgomery County stinks. I mean, sometimes it turns out anywhere from 12 to 17 percent of the registered voters. And I'm just thinking, oh, my gosh, but 100 percent of the people will gripe. So that's what we're going to do today. We have somebody who is going to announce their candidacy. And I know, I know, a few other places already talked about it, but they don't have him on here for an hour, and they don't get to really find out what makes him tick. So, you know, I got my feelings hurt at first, but that's okay. That's okay. I'll get over it. I'm a big boy. But it's been a good week. Pastor Dale was on yesterday. He's got a lot of love out there. We did not get to cover everything we wanted to because, Dale, I love you if you're listening, but... You do kind of go off on tangents, just saying, okay? And let me see, who was in here Wednesday? Why didn't I just go brain dead? Chad. Chad Patterson. Chad, I'm so sorry, dude. (laughs) Oh, it's been a rough week. Chad was awesome. Friend of mine, Eric Estes, may or may not be reaching out to him. Another friend of mine, John said that he would like to get in touch with him. So so that's cool. And that's what's neat about this 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 format and this form. It's Montgomery County Lifestyle Nathan Arizadi, but it's about hopefully me being able to bring information, topics, guests to you, the community, about your community. Because this is Lone Star Community Radio. It is about the community starting in Conroe, going out to the county. And technically worldwide, because it's www.irlonestar.com. So this is a world, this is a world premiere. A couple of other places have already um, gotten information about my guests, but I just realized, but they don't blast that out over radio and then TV, Channel 12, Southern Link, and YouTube video to the world. So, dude, this is your biggest platform yet. This is so cool. But anyway, that's what the week has had. Next week, we have a full lineup of shows. Go to Montgomery County Lifestyle Facebook page. And Sunday evening, I'm going to roll out the announcement of who it's going to be. Um, so keep keep coming on. Keep calling, texting, whatever, if you want to be a guest. Um, if you want some sponsorship information, we can get that to you as well. But keep listening. Everything's growing. This, this radio stations, the other talk shows, the other music shows, it's growing. People are starting to learn This is your stuff. This is your place. This isn't the other guys who, it's their stuff. 
So that'll be cool. Uh, if you got any big plans this weekend, if you've got any big events, if you have any big um, fundraisers, or barbecues, whatever, send it to Montgomery County Lifestyle, and we'll blow that out there for you and try to try to get some information out to the public and drive some traffic to your to your events. So that's about it. That's about my quick little wrap up of the week. I still want to say, and, and I got to do it, Lou. I miss you. To Jennifer and her family, hang in there. And um, folks, if you've ever been wary of losing a family member, especially a father or mother, man, start making sure you love them as much as you can now because I thought I'd be ready. Lost my father-in-law two weeks ago, and I thought I'd be ready. I was nowhere near ready of what I thought I could be. I just was not as prepared as I thought I was, did not give myself give myself too much credit. So anyway, Go love somebody. We're going to take our quick little break. And when we come back, you get to meet somebody who wants you to make them the next district judge in Montgomery County. This is Montgomery County Lifestyle. I'm Nathan Erzati. We'll be right back. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app for your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That is Conroe's FM 104.5-106.1. This is Rick TRC. Every Monday through Friday from 3 to 7, I play today's country hits on my show, Afternoons with Lone Star, the type of music that makes you want to get off your seat, stomp your feet, sing along at the top of your lungs, and not care who hears on Lone Star Community Radio, Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1, and as always on worldwide, IRLoneStar.com. All righty, folks, we are back. You're listening to Montgomery County Lifestyle with Nathan Arizotti on Lone Star Community Radio, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, IRLoneStar.com. <sighs> Cut that out. Okay. Man, I know you're listening. Eric, are you listening? I left my phone at home, so you got a, you know, Facebook message. I know they're listening. So before I announce this young man, I want to make a special thank you I know that the Montgomery County Courthouse has computers turned on to IRLoneStar.com right now. There's probably people sitting in their cars or trucks around downtown listening to 104.5 or 106.1. Or they've forgotten, so they're running out there right now to do it. Because this is a big deal. This man might be your next district judge in the 284th, currently held by Judge Kara Wood. We need to find out why we should support him, why we should just get more information, why is he running, why at this time, why this office, why, 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 why. And then we need to get informed and pick a side and promote that side. So, folks, I'd like to introduce you to attorney and, I just found this out this week, Judge Robert Rosenquist. Thanks for being here. All right. Good morning. Thanks for having me. <laughs> it's good to have you. So, um, wow, I did not already know that, I mean, I knew about the magistrate part, but I didn't know that you're a municipal judge in Magnolia and Montgomery. Yes, sir. Wow. How long have you been doing that? Oh, Montgomery, probably going on three years, Magnolia too. Wow. Well, let's come back to that. Right now, what I love to start out with is just you. Tell us who Robert is from the beginning of time to now. What have you been doing? What brought you to here? Well, going back to coming here, I can't say I was born in Montgomery County, but I got here as fast as I could um, from the Houston area. Okay. But I've been in Montgomery County going on about 22 years, and my entire legal career uh, just about has been in Montgomery County. Uh, worked my way through law school first at a firm down in uh, Houston. And about halfway through law school, I started working up here for Hope and Causey. And my legal career has been here ever since. So what made you decide law? That's a hard one. Um, I can't say I grew up my entire life wanting to be a lawyer. 
Um, but towards the end of college and looking on for a career after that, it just seemed like a good fit. Okay. And so when did you kind of get that call, that feeling or, or whatever? I'd have to take it back to basically meeting a lot of my wife's family back when we were um, not yet married, and she has a lot of uh, attorneys and judges in her family up in the Dallas, Fort Worth, uh, Arlington area, and I was just enthralled with the work they did. So tell us about Robert and the family. Tell, what, what, what kind of family do you have? Uh, my wife and I have been married going on, oh, she's, if she's listening, she's going to get mad. <laughs> I think it's either 21 or 22 years. Oh, uh, you're so busted on yeah, that, Yeah, I know. But we dated for about five or six years before that as well, so it all kind of merges together. Um, we've lived in the same house just a mile up the road uh, for going on about 19, 20 years, and my wife is a stay-at-home uh, mom and homeschools our two boys, 11 and 16. 11 and 16. What are they into? Uh, unfortunately, mostly video games right now, but they're also into uh, a lot of music. They both take uh, lessons on multiple instruments at the Conroe Music Shop down the road. Uh, they've been on stage at the Dosi Do a couple times for the uh, oh, cool. recitals that they put on. So they stay pretty busy. You know, the Conroe Catfish Festival is coming up in October, and there is a hometown stage that I don't think it's booked up yet. So they might, it's free. They don't get paid, but hey, it's exposure. Yeah. I'll see if they're ready to play for a bigger crowd. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, I see you out running. Haven't seen you in a while until I mean, just recently I saw you, but I see you running. And on one hand, you tire me out, but on the other hand, it brings back memories. I ran cross, cross country. Back in the day, I was super skinny, and I ran cross country. So to get out and run five miles to ten miles every single day was no big deal. What do you do? Tell us about that because, dude, you, you, you're out there for hours. Well, it's a form of stress relief. Uh, being a lawyer, and right now my caseload is pretty heavy in family law cases, and anyone that does that know that's stressful. And so it's an escape mechanism for me. Started about six or seven years ago, and you know a lot of people don't remember this, but back at that time I was well over 200 pounds. Oh, wow. And decided to start running, and I couldn't even run a quarter mile. And I stuck with it, and I've done a, a fair amount of half marathons, and I've done my second sprint triathlon now. Well, I just want you to know there's a young man by the name of Todd Estes that just said, run, Forrest, run. <laughs> I had to bust him out there. Actually, he's busting me out because I never mentioned his name before, but Todd's listening. So we know we've got Todd and Eric listening and half the courthouse. How does well, that make you, you feel? Uh, a little scared. <laughs> okay. Well, there's no gotchas here. Um, hopefully, the incumbent will also come on the radio show. There's no gotchas. It's all about you folks talking about yourself. So let's dive right into the first big why. Why public office? I've always enjoyed it. And obviously, I've always had these uh, judge jobs or prosecutor jobs in municipal courts almost my entire legal career. And my first five years as a lawyer were with the Montgomery County Attorney's Office. And I've just always enjoyed public service. That's right. It wasn't the district attorney. It was the county attorney's office. Correct. Okay. Way back in the late 90s, the county attorney's office handled the misdemeanors. Uh, and that's where I started. Okay. And so why judge? You know, I, I said, why public office, but why judge and why this one? And, and I asked that, too, because it's interesting. I've had a couple of guests on before. I've got a friend that I just respect the heck out of, Phil Grant, Judge Grant. And I know he said that he always wanted to be a judge. He knew that he wanted to be a judge. And then we had another guest on, and she said never in her wildest dreams did she growing up in school and this and that think that's where she would go. But she's... Tickle Pink Happy, and quite honestly, everybody in the legal community that I know of here in the county think that she's running a great ship. Judge Laird. Yeah, I agree. You know, and think that she's just absolutely, you'd be, if she was to ever draw an opponent, you're dumb. Okay. Because <laughs> you can't knock anything she's doing. She's fabulous for our community. Inefficient. Yeah. Yep. So, so then why judge? Why judge and why the 284th? Without getting into too much of the platform you're going to run on, but, but why this one? Well, Ever since getting into the courtroom as a lawyer, I enjoyed being in the courtroom. Um, you know, there's different types of law to practice, uh, real estate work, different things you could do, and I enjoy being in the courtroom. I'm in the courtroom every day, multiple courts every day, and it, 
it started back when I was a misdemeanor prosecutor, picked up some what we used to call side jobs or extra jobs at night being a prosecutor, and those eventually rolled into uh, getting asked to be the municipal court judge for various cities. So probably going back 15 years or more, I've been a judge somewhere uh, for various cities around Montgomery County, and I just enjoy the position. It's a fun way to be in court, um, doing your best to make fair decisions for both sides of the case. Well, I got to tell you that when I found that information out, and then I also noticed, and I'm not going to say who, because that's their job to endorse you, but I saw somebody, again, of a law enforcement position that made a comment or, or something on one of the posts when we posted that you were coming out, that you were going to be here. And I really respect this person from, you know, as a law enforcement and as just a person. And so that, that tells me a lot. And that told me a lot more about you that I, I didn't even know at the time. You're more prepared than the average person would be. You're not just an attorney. You've already been in the judge position. You've already had to balance. So, how, how do you feel about that? I got to tend to agree with that. Um, being the judge is a hard thing to do. Obviously, the cities that employ you want you to run the court efficiently and move cases. Uh, people are entitled to jury trials. And, you know, I've had several cases where I've granted defense attorney uh, motions to dismiss a case halfway through a trial. So you got to look at each case, be neutral the whole way through it be fair. And I've always done that from day one. Okay. So then one of the other whys we talked about public service, the position judge. Okay. Why now? I think it's time. I'm ready for it. Um, coming up on my 20th year of the practice of law licensed back in 97. Um, I'm ready for it. My entire legal career, except for a few years as a prosecutor has been in the civil world. Um, my, second half of employment at the county attorney's office i actually defended montgomery county in lawsuits both in state and federal court going down the federal court working on cases filing motions for summary judgment to have cases against montgomery county thrown out um and i enjoy working for montgomery county except for my first year and a half my entire career has been here so your time as an as, as a defense attorney how does that prepare you for being a judge as a defense attorney that I mean you're looking at limiting that to the the criminal cases and I've done those cases I've handled them all the way up to first-degree solicitation of capital murder um, cases and understanding and dealing with the clients dealing with them as humans and understanding their side of what happened and doing the best you can for them um, there's benefits to that not just being a prosecutor and as I've heard before no matter how thin the pancake is there's two sides so <laughs> That's awesome. uh, <laughs> it's, it's just in the enjoyment of being in the courtroom on both sides. Okay. So then now prosecutor, you've prosecuted. How does that prepare you to be a judge? Courtroom experience, uh, knowing what the state has to prove to make their case, understanding the motions, jury charges, all those sort of documents. The prosecutor's office mostly handles generating those. Um, and just having the experience of being on both sides of the fence, so to speak, uh, prosecuting cases, defending cases, um, and my working as a judge in the middle. Okay. So tell me some more of the whys. Why, um, why, why 284th? And, and, and let's go ahead and, and cause we've got a few more minutes before we take a break. Let's get a little deeper. Why this one? There's, well, let's back up for a second. We have four county court at law um, positions that'll be running the cycle, correct? 2018? One, two, three, and four, yeah. One, two, three, and four, okay. And who is one? Uh, court one's Dennis Watson. Dennis Watson. Two's Laird. Yep. Three's Patrice McDonald. Right. And four's Marion Turner. Okay, just Turner. Okay, yep. Um, so, and then district, we've got three. That are running? I believe that's correct. Okay. So then why would you pick this one? And and I know a lot of, of where I'm going with this, and I hope that, that the average person can learn. Why the 284th versus one of the other ones? 
Well, looking at what the other ones do, um, as far as who's up this election cycle, um, they're primary criminal dockets, and uh, I'd like to focus on the civil docket. Okay. See, and that, that's the point. I don't think a lot of people understand. I think a lot of times people think, oh, well, he or she is coming after me. He or she is coming after me because they think no, they don't like me. It's not that way in the judge position. It's it's really you're going after the job. Like, it's it's kind of like going after the job. It's, it's interviewing, going after the job. I want to work for Exxon over Shell. I want to work for XYZ Plumbing Company over whatever. And, and so that's what you're going in after what you think your data, your skill set is. Yes. With my almost 20 years experience, I think I'm moving into that court. Uh, I'm ready for it. And my, my goal would be to make it run as efficient as I can. Uh, but I'm ready for what that court currently has as a docket. So in your words, describe that court, its docket, and its its purpose. Well, right now, I mean, technically by the law, it's a general jurisdiction court. So it could handle family, civil, criminal cases. But the current allocation for the Board of Judges is it's the civil cases. Um, obviously, if I get in with my recent experience in family, I'd like to have some family cases added to it if it's possible. Um but again, I'm not coming in to disrupt the case allocation. Uh, but as far as the civil docket, it's got the tax docket. Um, and those were the cases that run through that court. I remember back a couple of years ago, like I said, when my friend Phil and Judge McGinnis and all them and Robin were all running. Every now and then you would see a little contention between the candidates about those courts. I understand that, that I guess the state or the federal sets out what a court is going to do, what their jurisdiction is. However, it can be changed by the local board. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Do you feel that overall right now everything's set up pretty good? Absolutely. Uh, there's always been a debate and a, a fluid nature to it of having specialized courts or general courts. And I can tell you is in the family arena, having – Specialized courts is amazing. Um, those cases are all right now in front of three judges. And being able to limit what court expects you, when, what time. I mean, back in the old days, I remember when Mason Martin was actually down around the corner in the old elections building, and you'd have a case in front of him, but, you know, another judge was once you on the other side of the courthouse at the same time. So, I mean, just even physical presence. They're all in the same building, and they all pretty much follow the same set of rules. And that expectation, that sort of standard um, with specialized courts, is just makes the job much easier than it used to be. Well, to me as a layman, it makes sense. It makes sense because let's say that one of the courts is specialized and for whatever reason, the flow of, of, of cases before them has been low this month. Instead of taking Friday off, they can take other cases or instead of shutting down half a week or just going in and eating bonbons. I know, Phil, I know you're not eating bonbons, okay? But but they can take some other caseloads. Now, if they don't or if they choose to be lazy, so to speak, and not efficient, then you guys kind of help police yourselves in some ways, don't you? Absolutely. And there's a couple cases that you see that if one judge – got an afternoon where a case fell apart, didn't go to trial because they settled, but another court, another judge has two cases dying to go, cases should be able to move around. And again, with my background experience, prosecutor, defense attorney, family law lawyer, civil lawyer, um, that flexibility I could bring to the court. I hear, and it's in, it's in life, and it's unfortunately that judges are elected position. I mean, not unfortunately, I think it's great, but a lot of times judges aren't the politician. They're not the, the councilman, the mayor, the commissioner, the, the whatever positions that are out there. They're not the sexy positions. They don't get all the publicity. But you're so important as a judge. My God, people don't know that a district county court judge can affect policy, can affect stuff in our community in some ways more than what, what who really gets the headlines. So in saying that, you guys are probably a lot of type A behaviors. You guys probably have big egos. And, and when you stop and think about it, having a big ego is okay. It, it, it means you're proud of yourself. It means that you think you can 
do things. Now, you can carry that too far. So in saying all that, how do you guys get along and not have clicks or not have issues? Well, that's a loaded question. It, it I know is, that is. And I, I can't answer it from the judge's perspective uh, in, in the courthouse because I'm not in that click. Uh, but as far as the attorneys go, uh, for the most part, most of us can go sit down and duke it out and have a trial and then go have lunch together. Um, Conroe's a small, close-knit community, and, and you got to be able to get along and, and not be that one guy. Right. So, I mean, that's part of the balancing it out. You still have to be friends for the next case. Right. Uh, I mean, there's a saying, sometimes you're the bug, sometimes you're the windshield. <laughs> next week, you're going to flip. So, it comes with the territory. Yeah. Well, and, and, and I appreciate that answer. Uh, I wasn't trying to set you up. It, it just popped in my head. I was trying to figure out how to ask it because I, we hear less trash and made-up junk about judges than we do some of the other type of elected officials. And I'm glad. That tells me that hopefully we are picking good people and hopefully we have people that truly are the true servant leaders and they truly want to want to serve versus maybe just be the dude or the dudette. So I appreciate that answer. All right, we're going to take that half-hour break, weather, traffic, this and that. Robert, when we come back, let's dive in a little deeper. And this isn't about bashing anybody, but tell us why we should get to know you better and or support you versus the incumbent. Is that cool? Yep. All right. Folks, you listen to Montgomery County Live, Nathan Arizati on Lone Star Community Radio with Judge Robert Wynn, uh, Rosenquist. We'll be right back. A Lone Star Community Radio is ready for the summer. If you or anyone you know is looking for summer internship opportunities, A Lone Star Community Radio is a great place to grab the mic and be on the air. A Lone Star Community Radio offers a great opportunity to those interested in learning about the radio world all year round. Be an on-air personality, talk show producer, or YouTube TV podcast editor. Contact the station at info at IRLoneStar.com or call the station's message line at 936-647-3776. Attention movie lovers. The Ticket Stub is a new radio show servicing Montgomery County that is meant for you. The Ticket Stub is available live every Thursday at noon on FM 104.5 and 106.1, as well as anytime on IRLoneStar.com. Connor and Dick will let you know what's coming out in the theater, what is worth streaming, and what's going on in the world of film. The Ticket Stub, your home for movie talk. We're still drive timing it with Ezra Charles in the works, my brothers and my sisters. We're having church up in here. All right, folks, you listen to Montgomery County Lifestyle with Nathan Arzati on Lone Star Community Radio. And we have got a cool guest here, Judge Robert Rosenquist. I didn't realize when we went out, uh, first off, Eric said, I said that we're going to take a half hour break. I got to figure out what I'm doing wrong versus the break at the half hour. And I called him Judge Rehnquist, Robert Rehnquist. What's up with that, man? I've gotten that for ever since being a lawyer, and I'll take it every <laughs> once in a while. Okay. All right. Well, we've been talking about the whys. Why the office? Why now? Why public office? Et cetera, et cetera. So now let's dig deeper, okay? This is where you get, and, and other candidates and elected officials this is your time to talk deeper in how you want. Why should we support you over the incumbent? Because March 2018, we're going to be asked to cast a vote, and hopefully just as many people that vote for the big offices vote for all the judges. Because what happens sometimes is you'll look and see less people voted for a judge position. Under votes. Yeah. But they were in the booth. They just didn't pull the trigger. So we need to motivate people to vote, first of all. Choose a side and vote. So now you got to motivate us. Why you over the incumbent? Well, I'd, I'd have to summarize it as, as my background and my work ethic. Um, 
if he, if he read Eric's article the other day, I didn't know he was going to quote me on it, but, uh, you know, I take pride in getting to the office and working before Gerald Crow. Um, he's been a lawyer around here for what seems like a hundred years. And so I get to work typically around seven o'clock in the morning, um, get ready for court and work till the day's done. And with my municipal judges, those positions that we've talked about, like last night, I was in the city of Montgomery until almost nine o'clock. And that was actually an early night for that. Um, couple days a month in Magnolia, I'm out there till 10 or 11 o'clock. Same thing with Montgomery. Um, I've actually picked up and I'm prosecutor for the city of Willis as of this month. And that's another after hours wow. job. Yeah. So, you know, I stay pretty busy. But that's the work ethic I think I bring to the court. It's, you know, if I can get in there and get elected, that's not going to change. So it's the desire to show up, do the job, work Monday through Friday, put in full days. Um, my background is being an attorney municipal judge. I've also always volunteered to handle um, on-call status if the DA's office needs it for the blood warrant weekends. Um, that's something I don't get paid for. It's a volunteer thing, um, but I've never said no to them. So I've had several weekends or Friday or Saturday nights where I've had to get up, answer the phone, and, and take those phone calls. And so what do you do? What, is that, what do you have to do when that happens? Oh, you're reading an affidavit for probable cause um, and then deciding whether or not to issue the warrant for the, for the blood draws. Um, it, it, it comes down to doing the job. I mean, it's hard for me to say no. Uh, like the, the Willis position that came up this month, they called and asked me to do it, and I have a problem saying no. So I said, yes, um, you get those emails or the phone calls from the DA's office saying, Hey, can you cover this weekend? I don't say no. And so it's the willingness to just do the job and all that comes with it. So I've got a couple of questions now that just popped into my head and you talked about working the long hours. You talked about efficiency. You talked about a lot of that stuff along that line there. So I'm not going to put words in your mouth and you answer good. Not, you know, I'm not leading you anywhere and I'm not trying to get anybody. Do you feel that maybe that court's not being run that way? I really don't want to get into critiquing too much in that regard. Okay. But I can tell you that court isn't staying busy in the courtroom like the others are. Okay. Um, you know, Fair enough. And that's, I mean, that's kind of a direction I don't really want to go yet, but mm -hmm. just knowing what I know and what other people tell me, uh, there's a lot of room for that court to pick up some more slack. Well, and I appreciate that answer. And if, if that puts you on the spot, that's not what I wanted. And I'm not trying to bash that person. I, I don't know. I have no idea what that incumbent is like as far as, I mean, I, I know her, but I don't know her and I don't know what that court does. Um, but I just, it just, it, it sounded to me, you know, that maybe that's, that's what you were looking at and stuff like that. And unfortunately, back when we had a couple of years ago, when I got to do the different go to the forums and cover them and video them and look back or, or I supported some of the, the, the candidates is there was a lot of talk about this one wasn't efficient and this one wasn't there all the time. And then, and then I also had to read through, you had one person who did not get elected, that was just throwing all kinds of trash against the wall as far as numbers and stats and who was working and who wasn't, whatever. That was just fluff. So so that's what I was curious. That's what I was curious is, is as far as if that's one of the things you're going for. Now, your municipal judge in so many other areas, how's that going to play into you being a district court judge if you're elected? Well, if I'm elected when I would take office, I'd have to quit those, okay. which makes my staff in several of those cities kind of already mad at me, but they're <laughs> they understand what I'm doing. And, you know, they say it with a, with a smile. Um, that's, I'm going to keep doing it as long as I can up until the end. Um, it's something I enjoy doing. It, it, although it's traffic court, um, so it's class C misdemeanors, you still have jurors coming in. I still have jury panels dealing with defendants, dockets. Uh, last night uh, in the city of Montgomery, we had 30 or 40 people there, 15 lawyers. My typical docket is 
50 to 60 people. And these are all citizens, mostly of Montgomery County, coming before a court. Um, again, traffic court, but this is people coming to court to fight a several hundred dollar ticket that they may not have the money to do. So it's important to them. And I try and run that court as efficient as possible. Bottom line is we're innocent until proven guilty. Absolutely. And we have the right to representation and we have the right to plead our case. Something I tell every one of them at the beginning of a docket. Yep. And, and that's the point that, that, that I'm tagging along with you as well, too. So let me ask you this. I know here we elect our municipal judge, Mike Davis. Awesome dude. Love the man. He's such a good, such a good guy to my, my dad. Um, those positions aren't elected where you're at? No. Actually, the city of Conroe is the rare one to be elected. Most of them are appointed. So I serve at the will of the mayor on the same mayor uh, election cycle. So then, you know, I got to say, people, there's some things that they should look at possibly getting behind you, supporting you, or just getting to know you better in some ways and not endorsing you. You, you probably don't want my endorsement. That might hurt you more than anything. <laughs> Only if you come run with yeah. me. Yeah. But you've got three different municipalities that are trusting you to represent them as a judge. That's kind of cool. It is. And when they reached out to me to handle those jobs, that kind of hits home. It's like they, they sought me out and asked me if I wanted to come do it. Um, and it's something I, I take pride in, and it's important. Okay. So let's talk more. Platform, so to speak. Changes. Not necessarily saying that that court needs changes because of anything they're doing wrong. Do you know anything yet that you would implement differently? At, at this point in time, I'd have to say I need to get in there and see what the court docket looks like behind the scene to make the decisions that need to be made. But obviously, um, you can tell in the courthouse when, you know, the bailiff is walking around because his court's closed and he's helping out in another court. That court shuts down early and isn't running all day long like the others are. That just tells me there's room for something else to go on in there and keep that court running more efficient. What about, um, God, and, and, and it breeds loyalty. Any, I mean, if you're elected, and again, man, this is not really a gotcha, but what could you say to the people involved in that court now that, you know, you're not, you're not so hardcore, you're coming in to just slash and burn and slice and dice, you know, and that you just want to get in there and, do a good job. And how, how can you comfort people? I, I go back to my background. Um, I've worked in all these different cities and done that. And I think my history speaks for itself. I mean, coming in, trying to be fair to both sides, understanding, you know, going back to the traffic tickets, two, $300 is an amazing amount of money to some people. And, you know, if it comes up, holding indigent hearings and determining whether or not they have the ability to pay, those things are important to those people. And, Taking that into consideration, coming in, those lawsuits in that court, although they're higher value issues than traffic court, it's still very important to those people. You may be deciding whether or not they get reimbursement for something, somehow they were harmed. I mean, it's very important to them. And I come back to my history of being on both sides of the case, having jury trials as a prosecutor, having jury trials as a family law lawyer, and knowing how that relates to the actual client, the client that actually has to go home and live with that decision that came from the judge. That's hugely important, and that means a lot to me. And I think being able to relate to the actual client, the person that this hits home with, um, is hugely important. So are there any judges and positions now that stand out to you that you, you maybe you've already learned from want to learn more you could say you want to model your court and some of your actions after what you see them do who, who are some of those and, and, and like give me examples well right now most of my caseload is in front of judge mcdonald judge gilbert and judge robin and uh, they all run their courts very very efficiently um two of those three actually have associate judges to help with the docket flows uh, judge robin's got the staff attorney and the 284th that I'm running for has the staff attorney position as well. Getting in there, being able to use those positions um, and moving the cases, uh, being efficient is the main key point to that. Okay. 
Is there anything in the past, not necessarily a judge or anything like that now, that you've learned from by their negatives, that you've learned by by their mistakes? And and I don't mean a specific judge like here in the county or I don't mean a specific court, so we're not trying to bash that. But just give me some examples of what you've seen be major mistakes and how somebody, anybody, maybe has or, or, or does run a court. See, I'm not um, looking for specifics. Yeah, here in the that's county. a dangerous one. I'm not looking for that. I mean, but but I know that you've 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 heard of, you've seen it could be in Wisconsin, whatever. But the way things are done, or or you just hear about the things that are bad that are being done, you know, and, and what what? But you got to learn from other people's mistakes. If you're just, if you're only, you know, looking to yourself, then you're not growing. Right. Well, one of the biggest things, and again, not naming names, anything like that, is allowing litigants attorneys to actually sit at the tables have their day in court and let the client take the witness stand and testify that's a huge thing um allowing the cases to move forward like they should but doing it in an efficient manner you know back in the old days i remember having files thrown at me for trying to do things judges didn't want um <laughs> that's it's it's entertaining i mean this county's changed a lot in just the 20 years i've been here um, and it's come a long way and it's, you know, I'd like to be a key part of moving that forward. Cool. All right. <clears throat> We're fixing to take another quick little break. By the way, I have to say a shout out. Happy birthday, Christy, Christy Leggett. It's her birthday today. I think she's like, I don't know, 27 or 28. Happy birthday, Eric, Todd. We're taking a break and it's only going to be a short one. Okay. It's not a whole half hour. Folks, you're listening to Lone Star Community Radio. Judge Robert Rosenquist candidate for 284th district court when we come back we're going to still dig a little deeper about who this guy is and why we should or should not support him we'll be right back hispanic chamber connections with dr carlos sanchez president of the woodlands conroe hispanic chamber of commerce featuring event announcements member highlights and more tuesdays at 1 p.m broadcasting from the heart of conroe texas on irlonestar.com in Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Lone Star Community Radio is ready for the summer. If you or anyone you know is looking for summer internships, Lone Star Community Radio is a great place to learn the radio and TV business. Contact the station at info at IRLoneStar.com or call the station's message line at 936 647 3776. Lone Star Community Radio offers a great opportunity to those interested in learning about the radio world. All right, we are back. Folks, we have a new engineer rocking our world today, Austin. He's an intern. Folks, you got to give him a shout out and give him some love. He's doing a great job. He's keeping me on my time schedule, and he's not even being mean about it. All right, folks, we got Judge Robert Rosenquist, candidate for district judge here in Conroe. Let's go back, and I want to learn some more about about your background. Okay, we know about you being a municipal judge, Montgomery, Magnolia, now Willis. Prosecutor Willis. Prosecutor Willis, that's right, I'm sorry. You've also done some prosecuting in those areas as well, too. You worked for the county attorney's office as well. You work for the district attorney's office sometimes, no, no, no fee paid on the, the weekends when we're out doing the, the no refusal, warrants. the blood warrants and stuff like that. But you've also done some other stuff. The word magistrate has come up. What is a magistrate and what have you done as a magistrate? Several years ago, there was a program where the Board of Judges uh, hired four local lawyers to come in and actually handle some magistration. Uh, basically, the job was to go to the jail in the mornings and magistrate, set bonds, read Miranda rights uh, to everyone that had been arrested in the last 24-hour cycle. Um, and I was one of those four, and that program lasted for three or four years until it was replaced by someone the Board of Judges hired to do full-time uh, as Paul D'Amico. And so I handled that. I was one of those uh, for that entire program uh, while it lasted. So correct me, Mr. Attorney here. Is it almost like being a mini judge, so to speak? Absolutely. Um, It was not just setting bonds because that's 
somewhat clerical almost if you look at it that way. But we would issue protective orders for assault cases. So there was a lot that went with that job that we actually sat, read PC statements. Um, if it was a some sort of assaultive type case, we would issue the, the protective orders as needed. So it had a lot that had lasting implications on, on the alleged defendants. And that was a very interesting job. I kind of picked up a nickname from it. What was uh, it? Well, uh, you, you might have to hit some of the buttons to stop the mic. <laughs> um, but, you know, that was a job at the jail. Not everyone in the jail is nice. Okay. And there was one particular defendant that they had to bring in by himself, and they told him my name. And so he came in the door cussing and basically using some foul language, um, blank, 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 Judge Bobby. Um, and so for about 10 or 12 years, I've in certain circles, I've been known as blank Judge Bobby. Um, but that, that was absolutely an entertaining job. Okay. So uh, one of the other things I, I, I did shortly after leaving the county attorney's office, um, there was a civil suit from some of the bondsmen about the jail phone. Um, oh, I just learned about that yesterday. Just, wow, okay. I just learned about that. Yeah. That so was a big deal. It was, and it was one of the suits against the county uh, in federal court, and it was going about the time I left. Didn't Once, that last for like nine or ten months or something crazy? It went on for a while, and... When I left, one of the motions before the, the federal court was to have somebody appointed as this phone monitor person that could have the ability to walk into the jail and not get stopped for security. And you had to be able to walk in, almost run in, go straight back to what they call the drunk tank and get to that bail bondsman phone, pick it up and call it. And the issue was whether it was calling who it was supposed to call. Right. Because they rotate every on a monthly basis who's at the top of the list i'd like i said i just learned and, and so the supposedly somebody was shutting off every bell bondsman except one that was the allegation so they wanted somebody neutral that could come in and basically run back there quick as they can so that they didn't couldn't undo whatever nefarious right. thing that was going on and even though i was at the county attorney's office and had just left the bail bondsmen as a group and the county attorney's office uh, in the commissioner's court and all that, everyone agreed and appointed me as being this phone monitor person. <laughs> so I was a federal phone monitor for, I believe it lasted a year. And I would go on a combination of both a regular frequency and several of the bondsmen had my cell phone number and they just call me and say, hey, we think the phones aren't working right, run over there. And you know, I live a mile from the jail. Um, you know, my house, the jail, and back to the courthouse is kind of a one-mile triangle. And so I would just go over to the jail at midnight, 3 o'clock in the morning, 1 o'clock in the afternoon, run straight on back and pick up the phone. <laughs> are, are you who you're supposed to be? Yes, I am. And so that went on, uh, you know, and that comes back to my being sort of the effort to be neutral. Uh, which I think, again, relates back to what the judge is supposed to be. That tells me a lot there. I didn't know that part of the story. So you defended the county that no wrongdoing was done, but yet then the bail bonds companies were willing to accept you as the monitor afterwards. Yes. Do you would absolutely think they would say no way? Well, I mean, generically speaking, because you, you weren't for them to begin with, so well, to speak. I, the, it, you know, that's what they told me back at the time was they respected with who I was and they trust me to do what the job required. Man, that, 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 that hits home. That's cool. Yeah. And for a period of time, I was the legal advisor to the bail bond board. Um, and so I've been involved with that a lot. Now that's been, we're talking 10 years ago. Um, but that's something, again, in my background where being able to understand both sides of a case and being able to do the best job in help find a resolution all right we've got to be wrapping up in about two or three minutes the whole show completely so you got a minute 60 seconds tell us how to contact you to get more information how to find out more about you how to support you not support you ask you questions and tell us one more time why we should get involved with you 
uh, you should get involved with me because I feel that this is sort of the culmination of almost my 20-year legal career. I've, I feel like everything I've done has led up to being able to get into that court and do the best job anyone else can do. Uh, as far as reaching out to me, um, I've got a Facebook page, uh, both Robert Rosenquist, and there's my campaign page that's come up this week. Uh, anybody can send out a message to me, and I'll do my best to respond. I think it's Judge Robert Rosenquist is the is the campaign one, right? Yes. Okay. And then you personally, Robert Rosenquist. Montgomery County Lifestyle has promoted the show and you coming on. So if people will go to Montgomery County Lifestyle too, there's links to your campaign page. Um, what else? You got anything coming up? Right. I think in October you've got something, right? In October? Uh, that's going to be the fundraiser coming out. Yep. Yes. Um, believe that's going to be in the works. And when that gets finalized for the date and time location, that'll all be put on my Facebook page. Um, and, but I'm also considering another, uh, triathlon, uh, towards October, November. So we'll see if I can squeeze that in. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I didn't know which coming up item. You yeah, were talking yeah, yeah about. that's right. Yeah. I am a little crazy on that end. Um, uh, but got to stay busy. So bottom line is to, um, for the person who doesn't know who to get behind, they need to go to your Facebook page, like it, and follow it so that they can find out where they can get a hold of you, meet you, talk to you. If somebody is supporting the other candidate, but they're just not sure anymore, they still need to go like and follow your Facebook page. People, I hear all the time, oh, he liked that Facebook page. I can't believe. It doesn't mean you're behind everything that that page has. Just like there's people that, that are friend, that I'm friends with on Facebook or they're friends with me. It doesn't mean we're best buddies breaking bread. So get over it. Quit being so freaked out. But get involved. R Judge, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. When we get closer in, when there's more to talk about, we'll have you back. And hopefully, shout out to the incumbent. Hopefully, as you two guys, you and her talk, we'd love to have a debate. No gotchas, no games. Just just two people talking about the, the policies. How's Absolutely. that sound? Yeah. Awesome. All right, folks, we're about to go. It's been another week with Montgomery County Lifestyle with Nathan Arizadi on Lone Star Community Radio. Listen to 104.5, 106.1 this weekend. There's some cool music. I started listening to it more on my time off I did last night. Go find something that's going on in your community. Go have some fun. There's free stuff everywhere. Go support something. Go support your family. Go give back. I'm going to leave you with what I always leave you with every day, but I mean it today more than ever. This is your county. This is your life. And that's your style. We'll see you. Have a good weekend. Thanks for checking out this podcast of Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. If you enjoyed this recording, make sure to check out our past shows online at IRLoneStar.com or their respective video or podcast formats on YouTube, Google Play, or iTunes. If you have any questions regarding the show, either it being about sponsorships or questions for the host, contact the station manager at D-I-C-K at IRLoneStar.com or call the station at 936-647-3776. This show was recorded in downtown Conroe, Texas at the Lone Star Community Radio Studio. And Lone Star Community Radio reserves all rights to this recording and images.